0: As we continue our Easter celebration, I keep going back and inviting everyone to go back to this question of what has Holy Week done for us so that we can continue to begin together to unpack, to make sense of what has just happened. Because just like the the two disciples today in our gospel reading, we too become lost in everything that we do. We just kind of go about wandering and going about life as if nothing has changed. We wander away not knowing how to make sense of these things and how do we come to take on what we've celebrated at Holy Week. So let us ask ourselves, what, is, what has Holy Week done for us today? And let us begin to see what Holy Week was intended to do for us and how did it impact the two disciples we hear on the road to Emmaus. So we hear this encounter with two disciples who left Jerusalem, who turned their back to Jerusalem and is seven miles away, not knowing where they're going, but yet Jesus appears to them and accompanies them. And as he's asking them questions, we hear this passage. Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place in these days? Do we know what has happened in these last couple of days through Holy Week? Just like the two disciples, we can probably, through our understanding of the Catechism, through our studies, through what we've experienced through Holy Week, we can say exactly what has happened. We can tell people, yes, we started with Palm Sunday. Jesus entered Jerusalem to die on the cross for us. We got to Holy Thursday. He celebrated the Passover with his disciples, washed their feet. Good Friday, he died on the cross for us. And Easter Sunday, he rose from the dead. Just like the disciples did. They recounted the story, the experience that they've seen, what they've encountered, what they have walked through. But for them, it's just data points. For us, it can and may be data points too. But one of the challenging things with data points is how does it all make sense? I think one of the best analogies we can use is the comic strips we read, or for the younger people, the memes that we get on social media. If we look through the comic strip or the meme, we'll try to get all the information we can get, whether that's how the characters are depicted, the bubble text that are incurring, or the conversation between the characters. We can collect all that data, but if we don't add all of that together, it doesn't begin to make sense. But in all of that, in connecting all of that, you may not even have an understanding of what's going on. Those comic strips or those memes may not be as funny as the author intends to, because we truly can't understand the meaning that exists behind it. We just see pictures and text. We just see these interaction between these characters or this joke that is trying to be conveyed, but we ourselves don't understand how that joke works or what's the meaning behind the joke. So what do we see with our disciples today in our gospel reading? Jesus walks with them and begins to break open the scriptures with them, pointing for them where those passages are coming through ful- to fulfillment through Jesus and how these passages are pointing to him. So now they begin to understand a little bit about the data points. But what is the true meaning behind it? How were their eyes open to understand what that data point is supposed to be and how they're supposed to live and how it impacts them? It's only through the point in which Jesus is breaking the bread when they truly understand what it means why all of this matters why did Jesus have to enter Jerusalem why did he have to die on the cross for us so let us take this time together to really see how the Eucharist is meant for us and how we can begin to gather meaning behind this and peel it back to really understand the Eucharist we must understand what it was intended for the Eucharist was a, is a sacrament of love in which three aspects are manifested through the Eucharist. Where Jesus dwells, remains with his beloved. He gives of himself to us as his beloved. And finally, a complete gift of self. So now let us take a step back and see how that fits into all of this. Why did Jesus have to go through his passion, death, and resurrection? First and foremost, because he wants to dwell with us forever. Secondly, he wants to give of himself to us. And thirdly, the gift of himself to us. So we begin to see, first and foremost, it's all about love. But why does this love really matter for us? Why does this love, is, why does it become crucial? It becomes crucial because he himself wants to be and remain with us. We were created from the beginning for love, to be love, and out of love. And so he spends all this time to gather us all back together in his love. But it doesn't just end there in love but it ends in communion, in love. The word communion is for us to gather around at the table. But for us to really understand that, we have to track back a little bit to understand what table celebration really meant. Table celebration during the time of Jesus was a a place of division, a place of separation, in which classes were grouped together, in which races and communities were gathered together, but each group were separated from each other. There was no unity, there was no being brought together as one, but based off of these different levels and different categories of division, were you permitted to be at the table? What we're coming and what Jesus is calling us to be in communion of love with each other is the fact that we are called to gather together as one, as one body, as one family, as a community of love where there is no division, where there is no separation, where there is no distinction between one or the other, but we all come together as one family, one family of love. And for that reason, if we're all going to be gathered around the table, we're gathering around the table for a specific reason. That reason is because Jesus gives of himself to us as a gift. That gift calls us to hold on to him and have him remain with us forever. Forever. And for that reason, Jesus loves us so much, he doesn't want to just leave us here by ourselves without him. He then gives us and institutes for us the Eucharist so that no matter what time, where we're at in our lives, what situation we're in, we can still dwell, we can still be in his presence, and he can remain with us forever. He calls us into a spousal relationship with him. But just like the disciples we hear in our gospel reading, our hearts, our minds are veiled. They are unable to recognize and see. We see and hear within the Pew Research of how many people that are Catholic don't believe in the true presence of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. They call it a symbol They call it a sign. But it's not truly Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. So, why is that? Why can't we begin to recognize Jesus in the Eucharist? It begins with the fact that we can't even recognize Jesus among us. We can't begin to see how he's loved us. We see in ourselves our imperfection. We hate the fact that we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're broken. And how can someone love my brokenness? How can someone like God love me for who I am? And how can God become man? Why would God love someone like me? We're imperfect. We're not holy. We're not virtuous. But that is what makes us lovable. Because of our brokenness. We're called to come to Jesus with our whole self, as broken as we are, as imperfect as we are, and allow him to love us, allow him to shower us with his love, and most importantly give himself to us. So as we approach this Eucharistic feast, my dear brothers and sisters, we come to him seeking his love. We come to him today at the altar asking him to help us see him. As the altar is being prepared, we are bringing ourselves as broken as we are, as imperfect as we are, to the sacrament of love. Asking for that reciprocal response. Asking the Lord to help us receive his gift of love unconditionally. So that just as the disciples today, they are transformed and changed by the breaking of bread. Their heart is burning and filled with God's love and then they go back into the world sharing that love and for that reason we are sent to go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. So my dear brothers and sisters, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our life. The Eucharist is God's manifestation of His love for each and every one of us. So let us come to Him. Let us seek Him wholeheartedly, finding and experiencing and encountering that love. That love that He's experienced, that love that He has shown us through His life here on earth, through the death He endured Good Friday for us, and most importantly, the resurrection in which not even death can separate us from his love. Amen.